Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda Nitai Goranga Haribo 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 Nitai Gora Haribo Nitai Gora Nitai Goranga Haribo 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 Nitai Gora Haribo Jaya Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Gurudev 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 Jaya Jaya Gurudev Nitai Gora Premanande Nitai Gora Premanande Nitai Gora Premanande Hare Krishna. So, welcome to today's uh, amazing festival of the celebration of the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Nityananda Balaram. Uh, it is described in our scripture that it is Lord Nityananda who makes all the arrangements so that we can actually uh, engage in the service of Sri Krishna and engage in the service of Krishna's associates, the most important of whom are the gopis, the gopas, uh, the parents, the cows, the calves, the trees, the rivers, the lakes, <laughs> the particles of dust, all of these are considered most important to Krishna because they all are actually expansions of either Lord Balaram or the expansions of Radharani. And these are the two first manifestations from Lord Nityananda. So, um, 
Uh, when we sang the song, Nitaya Padakamala, did we translate the song? Was there a translation? I'm just going to read the translation because it's a very, very important song. Uh, so the first verse uh, translation, the, the lyrics were Nitaya Padakamala, Koti Chandra Sushitala, Thayai Jagata Jurai, Heno Nitai Binebhai, Radha Krishna Paitenai, Vridakori Dharo Nitai Pai. Then the second verse was Sei Sambandha Nahiyar, Vritta Janma Gelotar, Sei Pashuboro Durachar, Nitai Nabolilo, Mukhe Majilo, Sangsara Sukhe, Vidya Kule Kikori Betar, Ahankar Matahoya, Nitai Pada Pashriya. Asyat tere satya kori mani. Nitayar karuna habe. Braja radha krishna pave. Dharo nitai charana dukhani. Nitayar charana satya. Tahara sevaka nitya. Nitai pada sada koro asha. Narattama bara dukhi. Nitai koro nitai more koro sukhi. Rakhu ranga charanera pasha. So the word-for-word translation, the first verse, the lotus feet of Lord Nityananda are a shelter where one will get soothing moonlight, not only of one, but millions of moons. If the world wants to have real peace, it should take shelter of Lord Nityananda. Unless one takes shelter under the shade of the lotus feet of Lord Nityananda, it will be very difficult for him to approach Radha Krishna. If one actually wants to enter into the dancing party of Radha Krishna, he must firmly catch hold of the lotus feet of Lord Nityananda. So I'm going to speak uh, verse by verse because there's a lot of philosophy here, but I want to go more to the, the, the parts where we speak about the pastimes so that we can see this in, uh, in practical action. So, we all know how uh, the moonlight is considered very, very soothing and it arouses feelings of love. Um, this is why generally in many of the poet, poetry in this world, we see how lovers actually um, come together uh, during the night when the moon is out and the moonlight is shining so nicely. The moonlight, as we know, is actually light. Now, light generally has the quality of heat in it. If there's light, there's going to be heat with it, because light and heat go together, right? But in the case of the moonlight, we see that it's actually cooling. So how can light actually be cooling? Because, you know, physics, science of physics says it should actually be heating, right? But this is what happens when... Uh, the science of this world cannot explain something that spiritual science can explain. Now, in spiritual science, we know that Krishna's pastimes comes under the auspices of the sun and under the auspices of the moon. So there's the Suryavangshis and the Chandravangshis. The Suryavangshis actually follow the pastimes of Lord Rama. Krishna himself comes as Lord Rama to show us how to live an ideal human life. That's what he comes to show us. He himself marries only one uh, uh, one uh, lady, uh, one queen, and actually 
uh, is completely obedient to his father, right? Uh, follows all the rules of culture where the mother's sister is considered as much mother as the mother. This is, this is very culture. This is how it, it is, it is supposed to be. And, uh, um, does everything that a person in, in, in any ideal role will do, either as an ideal parent, uh, ideal son, ideal king, ideal citizen, uh, uh, ideal uh, spouse, husband, like that, ideal military leader. In every way, Lord Ramchandra showed how to live an ideal life. Now, this comes under the auspices of the sun. As we know, the sun planet in astrology is known as the planet of power. It gives people power. It gives people brightness, makes them very visible, uh, like that. Now the moon planet, on the other hand, the moon, on the other hand, actually uh, uh, has this has in Chandravangshi the pastimes of Lord Krishna. Now, in many ways, Lord Krishna is not considered like the ideal anything, because you know he sort of breaks rules very quickly. You know, he just sort of like <laughs> he'll marry more than one lady and he'll actually chase women who's not supposed to be chasing. You know, so-called. Uh, he uh, steals butter. You know, st- steals from the neighbor. You know what I mean? You're not supposed to steal from your neighbor, right? Like in Christianity, there's a saying, right? That one of the Ten Commandments is, "Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods," right? Like that. But we see that Krishna actually doesn't seem to follow all these rules. Uh, you know, he can't even stand straight. That's why it's called three bhanga. He's crooked in three places, you know. If you look at his stick, even his stick is crooked, you know. Right now his flute looks flute look straight, but sometimes when the flute is crooked, you know, he's got a crooked look as well, you know, things like that. So, and yet, we see that in terms of love, he creates so much love, right? The whole world loves him. So much so that uh, even Lord Rama, who is Krishna himself, but Lord Rama aspires to actually taste the devotion to Krishna and comes as Goranga Mahaprabhu, right? You might remember the pastime where Lord, Goranga, uh, Lord Rama was sitting on a rock with his consort uh, Sitarani in the middle of the forest, you know, when, when, uh, and this is before uh, uh, Sita Rani actually was kidnapped. And so, and he, and he was laughing, and so, and then, so his uh, consort, Mother Sita, asked him, so why are you laughing? You know, what's so funny? And he says, it's funny, he says, you know, when I come as Goranga, I'll be taking sannyas. And uh, so she became very unhappy hearing that, because if you take sannyas, what will happen to me, right? <laughs> she was thinking like that. And uh, uh, at that time, Lord Ram explains to Sita why he wants to come as Goranga Mahaprabhu. He wants to actually taste the taste her love. Actually, he's telling her it's your love that I'm going to come and taste because 
Sitarani is none other than the expansion of Radharani, right? Like that. So, in all of these, uh, uh, all of these wonderful pastimes, uh, of Krishna, we notice that a lot of happiness happens. It's just so much bliss happens. And so Lord Krishna himself expands as Lord Nityananda. Now, how does he do that? He expands as Balaram, and then Balaram, understanding Lord Krishna's heart, at one time when they're in the forest, and Krishna's love for Radharani is overflowing him, and his skin color changes to her color, you know, just like if you have a, a, a pot in which you're boiling milk, and, and the pot's got soot all around it, it sort of looks black, right? The pot looks black. But when the milk overflows it, the pot looks white, you know, the black part turns white. So in the same way, Krishna, when his love for Radharani overflows him, his skin color changes from bluish black to golden white, and he's known as Goranga. And so at that time, Lord Balaram understands Krishna's mood, that Krishna wants to actually enjoy the pastimes of Goranga, and then he himself also uh, runs to a place called Navadweep where he arranges everything and then Krishna also arrives there as Goranga. And then they do their pastimes of Panchatattva. We know those pastimes, right? So, this is Lord Balaram. Uh, this is Lord Nityananda uh, being Bal- Lord Balaram at his best. Because Lord Balaram arranges all of the pastimes. He arranges the pastimes. So why is this important to us today? It is important to us today so that we will understand that actually the reason Srila Prabhupada set up the Hare Krishna movement was so that we can actually experience this love that Lord Nityananda is actually bestowing so freely, freely to everybody. He is actually spreading this love in such a wonderful way through the medium of uh, kirtan, through the medium of dancing in kirtan, through the medium of prashadam, right, chanting, feasting, and dancing, we actually feel the arrangement of Lord Nityananda so that everyone can be happy. We notice that when chanting, feasting, and dancing is going on, nobody asks anybody, are you first initiated? Are you second initiated? Are you even a Hare Krishna devotee? Does anybody ask? I've never seen anybody going around asking anybody. And, and everybody who's there is in total bliss, right? Everybody's chanting, they're dancing, and then they're feasting, and they're just completely in bliss. And nobody has any uh, feeling that somebody here is more important or less important. Because we go to the basis of understanding that we are living on the level of our soul, not on the level of the body and the intelligence and the uh, ego, like that, not like that. So today, uh, the appearance day of Lord Nityananda is the day when we get the blessings, we sort of refuel and get the blessings so that we can become empowered to actually chant, feast and dance. So that we can actually give this empowerment to others as well. Because that is the only solution. So that's why it says here that not only is Lord Nityananda one moon, but he is like millions of moons. Because one moon can create this feeling of love. 
millions of moons will create a tsunami of love. A great tsunami of love. And this is what the devotees are. The devotees are like the waves of love. You know? And they just grow bigger and bigger and bigger. More and more waves of love. And people feel so much happiness. And then it says here that unless one takes shelter under the shade of the lotus feet of Lord Nityananda, it will be very difficult for him to approach Radha Krishna. So why Radha Krishna being mentioned? Radha Krishna being mentioned because the essence of everything is the all-attractive couple, Radha and Krishna. They're the essence. Their pastimes are the essence of everything. Prabhupada once says in the, uh, um, it says a number of times, but in the Nectar of, uh, Nectar of Instruction, uh, he says that actually the purpose of the Hare Krishna movement is to re-enter the pastimes of the supremely attractive couple, Radha and Krishna. That's the ultimate purpose of life, is actually to go back into the, uh, into those pastimes. So actually, it is Lord Nityananda who admits us into those pastimes. He's the one who actually gives us the purity, the happiness, and everything. Because when we go to the pastimes of Radha and Krishna, these pastimes are so exalted. Everybody is so pure. Everybody is so much in love. Everybody is so intelligent and everything. Compared to us right now, we're sort of like, you know, the... We hit the bottom of the barrel somehow, you know. We sort of came right to the bottom of the barrel. And we're sort of like the least intelligent, the least loving, the least happy, you know, everything like that. We sort of like, so now who's going to lift us up and take us to the top so that we can associate with the associates of Radha and Krishna? Because these associates are not uh, ordinary associates. These are very, very exalted personalities. So for that, Lord Nityananda plays that role. He actually gives us the empowerment. He lifts us up. And who does he lift up? He lifts up anybody and everybody who approaches him. He doesn't look at anybody's qualifications and say, oh, this person comes from a great culture or education or wealth or anything else that we consider important in this world. He doesn't see it that way. He sees it that Krishna loves everybody completely and if I can do anything so that that person can come to love Krishna fully, to love Radharani fully like that. That person, that will be my great honor. That He feels like that's his great honor. So it is described that even if somebody says Nitai once, it is said Lord Nityananda is happy to become that person's servant. Now Lord Nityananda is the Lord. We might have heard this morning in the class we were reading that that actually Anantasesha, all the Vishnus, of this world, are actually his expansions. They're his expansions. Normally, we think of Vishnu as an expansion of Krishna. We think of Vishnu as the person who is actually Krishna for the purposes of pastimes in this world, right? But in the verse, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, and uh, what Sarup Damodar uh, Goswami wrote in his diary, which very confidential things he wrote in his diary, was actually these are Lord Nityananda's expansions and expansions of his expansions. So this shows us who Lord Nityananda is. He is the Supreme Lord himself. He is the original Supreme Lord himself because 
Lord Balaram, Radharani and Krishna are all equally original Supreme Personality of Godhead. All three fully Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Nityananda's, Lord Balaram's role is to manifest the, the, uh, um, the avatars, right, of Krishna, the manifestations of Krishna. And then Radharani's purpose is to create all living and non-living entities so that wonderful pastimes can happen and everybody can be very Krishna conscious like that. So, Lord Nityananda, it is described, uh, is, is, is this person who allows us, and it particularly says, to enter into the dancing party of Radha and Krishna. Now, why the dancing party of all things? I mean, it could have been so many other types of parties, right? But why dancing party? The reason it's dancing party is because it's the nature of the soul to thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. And the, the most thorough enjoyment happens when somebody dances. When, you know, when real dancing goes on, you notice in Kirtan when people are dancing up and down, they're swirling and they're doing all sorts of things, they forget themselves, right? Nobody's thinking, you know, I'm the body. You know, what about my, what, what, what do I look like? Am I, am I okay? They don't feel shy and they just dance their hearts out. Right? So, so with Radharani it is described that the whole creation runs only because she's dancing. If she stops dancing, everything's over. I mean, Lord Shiva makes everything over in this world for a temporary period of time. It's called a pralaya, right? And that's considered very significant. If Lord Shiva starts dancing, and he does what is called his Tandav Nitya, the whole world will become destroyed. All the planets will split and become pieces because he's so strong, you know? When he hits his foot on something, that thing will just smash. The whole planet will smash. That's how powerful Lord Shiva is. You know? But where does Lord Shiva get his name? He gets his name from Radharani. The name Shiva is actually Radharani's name. Because Lord, because Radharani is even stronger than that. She can actually even bring the spiritual world to a halt with her dancing, if she stops dancing. So it is described that Radharani is always dancing. And she Totally loves the dancing. Krishna loves the dancing. Krishna also dances with her. And we invited to come to the dance. You know, even in this world sometimes they have these big dances, right? And then if you're invited, you feel good about it. Oh, I got invited to the dance. You know, like I remember when uh, Prince Charles got married, you know, there's a ball. They had a ball, right? And they invited some people to that ball so that they can also dance. And then some people are not invited and they felt so... Uh, insulted, it became world news how insulted they became, you know, because they were not invited to the dance. But you know, what is Prince Charles' dance, right, compared to Krishna's dance? I mean, heck, you know, that's the biggest dance party in creation, Radharani and Krishna and their party dancing, right? Goranga Mahaprabhu, Lord and their party dancing is the greatest, and we're invited. We're invited. And the process of that invitation is you pick up your ticket from Lord Nityananda. He's got the tickets and he's giving them out. And he's very happy to give them out, by the way. He's not like, you know, the monarchy. Only some people can come. You know, he's like, everybody, please come. Just freely come. And I'll give you the ticket and you can go back to Godhead. And then it says in the next verse, 
Anyone who has not established this relationship with Lord Nityananda is understood to have spoiled his valuable human birth. This is the value of human birth. You can get your ticket now. You see? You've made yourself eligible by getting human birth. We have the eligibility to pick up this great, great, great fortune. If we don't do that, it's like just a waste of time, right? You know? It's a little like, imagine you buy a lottery ticket. I mean, most of us don't buy lottery tickets, but it's okay to buy a lottery ticket once in a while. Especially if you're thinking that you want to give the money for Krishna's service. Nobody does, really, when they get the money. (laughs) You know? They think, why can't I half-half it, right? 50-50. And then when the time comes to give the 50, they think, well, it's quite a big amount of money. You don't have to give all 50, you know. <laughs> Pretty much ends up with nothing. <laughs> it's funny how things work in this world. Anyway, but imagine you buy the lottery ticket, and then they say you won. Your 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 ticket was the ticket to win, to pick up the... The, the, you know, the, the winnings, right? And then you go and don't pick it up. What's the point of buying the lottery ticket, right? So the same way with human life, we've won the lottery. Not only we won the lottery, we won the lottery at the best possible time. Right when Lord Chaitanya just appeared. 500 years ago, he appears every, every, uh, 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 8,640,000,000 years. Once in every 8,640,000,000 years he appears. So what's 500 years over 8,640,000,000? It's nothing, right? It's like just a moment ago he appeared. You see? Human form of life, just when Lord Chaitanya appeared, that's when the Hare Krishna movement is going to go all over the world and tell everybody about Goranga, tell everybody about Lord Nityananda, and the devotees themselves are going to be so attractive, they say the happy hares, right? The bright-faced hares. By, by the way, you have to be a little bright-faced, you know? Don't be unhappy. There's nothing to be unhappy about in this world. You know, we've come to know Goranga Mahaprabhu. That's the greatest thing anybody can do in their life. You won the highest lottery earnings. Now, what are you worrying about? You're worrying about letting your your intelligence, your false ego get in the way. That's all. Don't do that. Be happy. Be the happy hurries. Bright-faced hurries. Go and meet people. And the purpose of meeting them is not to tell them you're not the body. Now chant Hare Krishna and follow the regulated principles. This is not going to impress anybody. If you do that, they'll think you're a jerk. You know? And they'll think the Hare Krishna movement is a movement of jerks. The Hare Krishna movement is not a movement of jerks. Hare Krishna movement is a movement of the happiest people in creation who like to chant, feast, and dance. So, be nice to them, be friendly to them, invite them to a dance. Invite them to a feast. They're going to love you. They're going to think you're the best person in creation. You know, how many of us came to a feast and they decided, oh, I think I like Hare Krishna? Most of us, right? So, in the same way it's described here, that we must build this relationship with Lord Nityananda. And what does Lord Nityananda love doing? He loves having a party. So just party, that's all. We're not asking you to study the Bhagavad Gita and study the Bhagavatam. Leave that to the Brahmins in the movement. Not everybody's going to be a Brahmin. Okay? Some of us are going to be Shudras. Most of us are going to be Shudras. 
pretty much all of us are going to be shudras. Don't think yourself like, oh, I'm Brahmin, I'm Kshatriya, I'm Vishya. These are pretty high situations where they, you know, they do some amazing things, but they don't have as much fun as the shudras, by the way. Just want you to know, okay? They don't. Shudras have the most fun. Did you know shudras are the best dancers, the best singers, and the best poets? How do you like that? You try and tell me that shudras are fourth class? Since when? They're fourth class in cultures that don't know what Varnashrama is. In Varna Ashrama, all the Varnas are very important, and all the Ashramas are very important. You see? So it just is our nature. And, and it's not like, you know, you need to feel bad that I'm calling you a Shudra and calling myself a Shudra. Okay? Because in the Bhagavatam it says, in, in Kali Yuga, everybody is born all bad. So we are born Shudras. Kalo Shudra Sambhavaha. Everybody in Kali Yuga is born Shudra. Why? Why is Krishna so mean? You have to be born as a Shudra. Why do you think Krishna made us born as Shudras? Anybody? I just gave you the answer. So you can party. He knew he's coming as Goranga. What does Goranga like to do? He likes to sing. He likes to dance. He likes to feast. You know? The only time anybody ever complained against Goranga was about what? Can anybody remember? There's only one time he was criticized by some people. What was he criticized for? Okay, that's, that's true, that's true. That's a little, but there's something else. People got very upset about that. Mm, okay. He, he actually got criticized for eating too many sweets. You might remember the story? He, was, he got criticized for eating too many sweets. And they were saying the ants were forming because he's eating too many sweets. You know? So you can see, I mean, it's, it's true. All the things you have said is true. He got criticized for the things that actually were the best things in the world. You know? Sweets are great. Some of us can't eat it because we ate too many sweets and we don't have good health, like me. But the fact is that sweets are great. And dancing is great. Singing is great. Right? Of course, he knew the Vedas more than anybody else. He described that he could describe the Vedas so well that he could show how every alphabet meant Krishna. I mean, that's hard to prove, right? But he did it. So, uh, it, it says here that uh, such a human being who does not create a relationship with Lord Nityananda is actually an uncontrollable animal. I mean, I thought Shudra was good. I think it, sound, it sounds good, I'm a Shudra. I'm not uncontrollable animal. I mean, heck, this is real. <laughs> you know, it's really going down the tubes now. Because he never uttered the holy name of Nityananda, he has become merged in so-called material happiness. What can his useless education and family tradition do to help him? Look at the words they're using in this verse. Prabhupada loved this song, by the way. He really, really loved this song. He gave such a beautiful purport, you know. I mean, it take us days to just go past his purports on that. Such a beautiful purports on this. 
But the fact is, in this world, we consider important what is not so important. And the most important thing we're ignoring. You know, we're ignoring the fact that in these times, we can actually get the mercy of the Jagais and Madais of this world. Who are the Jagais and Madais of this world? The devotees. We are the Jagais and Madais now. It is said, by the mercy of the Jagais and Madais, you can get the mercy of Lord Nityananda. And to get the, and if you get the mercy of Lord Nityananda, then you can get the mercy of Gauranga Mahaprabhu. Because the best of the best of the best is Gauranga! Gauranga! That's the best of the best of the best, 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 Wherever is Goranga Mahaprabhu. And one of his names is Nityananda Prana. Because Lord Nityananda's life and soul, his very life breath, is actually Lord Goranga. That means Lord Goranga resides in the body of Lord Krishna, of Lord Nityananda. This is why today is such an amazing, amazingly powerful day. It is the day when we can actually pray to Lord Nityananda and tell him and ask him, please give me a drop of your mercy so that I may also have some love for Goranga Mahaprabhu. Obviously, we have our love for Lord Nityananda. That's why we're approaching Lord Nityananda. But we have to ask for a drop of love of Goranga Mahaprabhu because that drop is so powerful. The whole ocean of bliss cannot compare to a drop of love of Goranga Mahaprabhu. And Lord Nityananda is known as Nityananda, meaning he is eternal bliss, the form of eternal bliss, the Lord of eternal bliss. So, it says here that being maddened after false prestige, which is what we're all chasing in this world, and identification with the body, which is another thing that we all do, one is thinking, oh, what is Nityananda? What can he do for me? I don't care. The result, this is Nartam Das Thakur speaking, the result is, that he is accepting something false to be the truth. If you actually want to approach the association of Radha and Krishna, you must first achieve the mercy of Lord Nityananda. When he is merciful toward, toward you, then you will be able to approach Radha Krishna. Therefore, you should firmly grasp the lotus feet of Lord Nityananda. So, the way to grasp this lotus feet of Lord Nityananda is actually to do Sankirtan. Srila Prabhupada describes that in our life we should be fully absorbed in Sankirtan. We should always be fully absorbed in Sankirtan. What does Sankirtan mean? Sankirtan comes from the word Sang and Kirtan. Kirtan comes from the word Sanskrit word Kirtiyate. Kirtiyate iti Kirtanam. Kirtiyate means to glorify. To glorify according to the Vedas is actually love. 
If you glorify Krishna, that means you love Krishna. If you think about it, in this world also, right? We tend to glorify our person we love, right? Oh, you're so nice, you're this, that, and the other, all, what the, all the sweet nothings that we say about the person, right? So this glorification is actually kirtan. Kirtan is the highest form of glorification of Krishna. That's the name kirtan. And sang means to do it in the association of others. To do it in the association of the devotees, to do it in the association of the books, to do it in association with Srila Prabhupada, who is always with us. Always with us. Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada would say that he never felt alone because he always felt that his spiritual master was with him and the Lord was with him. So Prabhupada is always with us. He's a very, very loving grandfather and father to us. For some of us, his father, and for some of us, his grandfather, and for some of us, soon going to be great-grandfather. Actually, he's already great-grandfather for some of us. The point is that he is always with us. So in his association, the association of his books, association of the devotees, association of the deities, in the association of the philosophy, the association of the singing, the dancing, the prashadam, in this association, what we have to do is glorify. So we should always be thinking how I can actually in any way touch another living entity so that living entity can become encouraged to want to love Krishna, to love Radha and Krishna, to love Gauranga Mahaprabhu. What can I do? And there's so many things we can do. There is unlimited number of things, and this is why Prabhupada said, please rack your brains to figure out how we can reach out to others, how we can preach. Racking brain means not wrecking. It's not W-R-E-C-K-I-N-G. It's W-R-A-C-K-I-N-G. It means to think very hard, to really push yourself and ask yourself the question, what can I do? The easiest thing anybody can do is to chant Hare Krishna loudly. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. This is such an easy thing to do. Because the moment we chant loudly, all the living entities within hearing distance gets benefit. And so many living entities are always around us. In the form of Indragopas, the germs, the dust. There are also, you know, subtle living entities that always hang around. Always. There's entities around us, no matter where we are. The night is with us, the day is with us. These are personalities. This is the beauty of Krishna consciousness. We're a personal religion. We're not impersonal. We see everything as person. We see the day as person, the night as person, the wind as person, the air as person, the space as person. These are all personalities. So if we chant, all of these personalities become very happy. Now, some of these personalities are more advanced than us. But even the more advanced uh, personalities become happy when they hear the holy names of the Supreme Lord. Krishna, Radharani, Lord Balaram, Lord Goranga, Lord Nityananda. These are the names we are chanting when we are chanting the Mahamantra. And this is why we should also chant the Panchatattva Mahamantra. Because the Panchatattva Mahamantra, is the Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadhara, Sri Bhaktivinda is actually more merciful. It allows us to have a very nice relationship with the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Both of these are Mahamantras. Mahamantra means that everything is contained in the mantra. 
that becomes a maha mantra. Maha mantra means that all mantras, and by the way, in this world they said there are three things that help people. Uh, money, mantra, oshadi, right? It's the saying. Money, mantra, oshadi. Money means gems. Mantra means mantras. Oshadi means, uh, yeah, medicinal, whatever is healing. Some healing uh, item is called oshadi. And, and, uh, mantra means, so, so all the happiness of this world is actually, uh, is actually manifested in an amazing way by these three processes. Okay? But of all of them, it is actually the maha mantra that contains all three in one. It is the greatest of all gems. The Hare Krishna maha mantra is the greatest of all gems, same with the Panchatattva maha mantra. It is the greatest oshadi, and is simultaneously the mantra in which all mantras are actually contained. And this is Lord Nityananda's mercy. He wants to give that to us so that we can become very happy with that, and then we can become very attached to Krishna, very attached to the holy name, and then reach out to others with compassion. Bhaktivinoda Thakur explains these are the two things we need to do. Reach out with compassion and actually be very attached to the holy name. He said, everything else won't matter. If you do these two things, the greatest success will come. And we saw that in that, uh, there's a song, a beautiful song. We played it yesterday at the Sunday feast, uh, in which we speak about uh, Lord Nityananda uh, dancing in Godruma. You know, Nadia Godruman, uh, uh, Nityananda Mahajan. Right? Uh, that song. So then in the next verse it says that the lotus feet of Nityananda are not illusion. They are a fact. Now in this world, this world is an illusion. Now why do you say this world is an illusion? It's not because it's unreal. Okay? Illusion doesn't mean something is not real. That is false. False means it's not real. But this world is an illusion in this sense that say for example at night you see a rope and you think it's a snake. Well, the snake is real, and the rope is real. But that rope is not snake. That's the illusion. So we tend to think that this world is meant for sense enjoyment. That's the illusion. You see, And people are chasing after that all the time, right? The whole world is chasing after more and more sense enjoyment, more and more sense gratification. But that, Prabhupada describes, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Narutam Das Thakur uh, describes that actually that is uh, uh, illusion. And Lord Nityananda is actually fact. The lotus feet of Lord Nityananda is fact. One who engages in the transcendental loving service of Nityananda is also transcendental. How great is that, right? Now we can become transcendental. We started as Shudras, somehow dived into the fact that we are uncontrollable animals. And now it comes to the point when, you know, being lifted up to a transcendental phase, I mean, that's, that's a real lift, right? It's an amazing shooting up, going up. So one who engages in the transcendental loving service of Nityananda is also transcendental. Always try to catch the lotus feet of Nityananda. This, Nartam Dasa, is very unhappy. Therefore, I am praying to Lord Nityananda to make me happy. My dear Lord, 
please keep me close to your lotus feet. Nartam Das Thakur is like the all-time greatest devotee who walked on this planet. He's actually himself uh, um, the manifestation of love of Gauranga Mahaprabhu. We say even a drop of love of Gauranga Mahaprabhu is more powerful than an ocean of bliss, right? The largest ocean of bliss. Just a drop. But he himself was actually the manifestation of love of Gauranga Mahaprabhu, Gauranga Prema. Manifestation of Gauranga Prema. So he's saying he's unhappy. I mean, heck, that's even hard to understand, right? How that is even possible. But what he's saying is that when he feels separation from Lord Nityananda, that's how he feels. And that's how we should feel as well. So, I mean, we're all going to become unhappy at different times, right? So better to think when you're unhappy that really why I'm unhappy is because I'm separated from Gauranga Mahaprabhu. That's the real reason you're unhappy. Not because of any other reason. We ascribe it to other reasons because we don't quite understand life properly. We think that the soul is not capable of doing certain things. The soul is very capable. Lord Krishna in chapter 2 of the Bhagavad Gita describes the soul as amazing. Now if Lord Krishna describes it as amazing, it has to be something very amazing. You know? Like say for example, say who is the richest man in the world now? Let's just say Elon Musk, right? Is he? No? Or oh, changes all the time. Huh? It's him right now, right? Okay. So Elon Musk is a rich man, right? So when he says... I'm going to make a lot of money. How much do you think that amount is? It's billions of dollars, right? At least billions. It's not millions, I can tell you that for sure. Millions boring. Nowadays, poor people have millions of dollars. You know what I mean? It's boring. Now people are trying to become trillionaires. Even billion is okay. I'm trying to get it, but so that I can become a trillionaire. You see? Like that. So because he's so wealthy, he says wealth, he's talking... Very large sums of money. Krishna is the most amazing person in creation, right? So when he says something is amazing, you have to recognize that that thing must be amazingly amazing, right? I mean, for us, it's off the charts. We don't know the meaning of that word amazing when Krishna says amazing. And that's every living entity. How amazing is that? How amazing that we have come into the association of Srila Prabhupada's mission of ISKCON of a movement that is spreading Krishna consciousness around the world that actually allows us to understand that every living entity is amazing. And that we're in the association of these living entities. And that all we ask to do is chant, feast and dance. If we do those three things, if we stay in the mood of Sankirtan, always absorbed in Sankirtan, then there's nothing Impossible. Prabhupada would often say, what's, 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 the, what did he say? What is the difficulty? He would say, what is the difficulty? There is no difficulty if we stay in that. And today is the day when we can actually get the mercy of Lord Nityananda so that we can be in that situation. And we can be totally happy and totally unhappy for those who are unhappy. For ourselves, we're fine. For others, we're not. We're seeing that people are suffering in this world. 
We have to do something about it. We must try, keep trying. Whatever you do is okay. doesn't have to be the same thing. We're not all alike in every way. We are actually unique living entities, unique persons. So uniquely you may think that there's something you'd like to do to promote Krishna. Jarita Kitarika Krishna Upadesh to give this message of Krishna to everybody so that they can become happy too. Right? Then that is what is actually the value of today's pastimes. This is the real value. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. I'm going to ask if any of you would like to say something about Lord Nityananda. We have 15 minutes or so. Yes. Right. 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 How do you reconcile that? Very good. So I didn't say that you don't... Yes. Um, she said that I said that you don't have to read the Bhagavad Gita, don't have to read Bhagavatam, you know. Uh, you just chant Hare Krishna and, and be... Uh, it's actually... Uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur said that part. That part. I did, he didn't say anything about the reading, by the way. He wants everybody to read. So I think... There was a bit of a misconception. I'm not saying that you shouldn't read Bhagavad Gita and, and, and I'm saying that it is important for us, even if you don't read the Bhagavad Gita, don't read the Bhagavatam, if we can become attached to the holy name. Now to become attached to the holy name, there are different processes. Prabhupada said the best process to become attached to the holy name is to associate with people who are attached to the holy name. Okay? He said that's 90% of success to be attached to the holy name and to the servant of the holy name. These are the devotees, right? So when you are attached to someone, you will do what they do. Notice, right? So we are attached to Srila Prabhupada, we are attached to some of his disciples, like that. And we notice what they are doing. They're always reading, they're always associating with devotees, they're always chanting, they're always uh, worshipping the deities, dancing, eating uh, devotional diet. Most importantly, they're always preaching. Now, to be a preacher, you need two qualities, achar and prachar. Achar means good character, and prachar means good understanding of Krishna consciousness. If you don't have a good understanding of Krishna consciousness, it's not going to be possible for you to pass a good understanding of Krishna consciousness to somebody else, right? So these two things are very necessary. It's not that you shouldn't do these things. But the point is that Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that the ultimate purpose is to become very attached to the holy name and to be very compassionate towards other living entities. These are the two ultimate things. You cannot do these two things if you don't actually do some of the other things that we say that you have to do. There are five activities, right, that according to the Vedas, according to the Acharyas, you know, living in a holy place, chanting the holy name, associating with devotees, you know, worshipping uh, like that. So, these are activities that are considered core activities that we do. You see what I'm saying? But we should not forget our purpose. Sometimes people forget the purpose, you know. Uh, one time Prabhupada said to his, to his disciples, you're distributing my books, but are you reading my books? You must also read them. 
Because then you can explain to somebody about the book, right? Then the book becomes more meaningful to the person as well. But ultimately, why did he write all those books? He wrote all those books so people will chant Hare Krishna. And they will be compassionate towards other living entities and reach out to other living entities and also introduce Krishna to them through the chanting process. It is the only way, the only way, the only way. It's described, right? In another verse it is described, there is no higher process than this. Nata uparatarapaya, sarvavedeshudishyate, like that. So, in that context. Because sometimes what happens is we say something and we, we catch on to something because we thought, think, oh, that's a good excuse. Now I don't have to read Prabhupada's books. I don't have to do this, I don't do that. We, we, we can't do that. We can't selectively understand something. Better understand the essence of what is being said. And then from that, pull out what might be the meaning, contextual meaning of that statement. You see what I'm saying? Like that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for bringing it up. Yes, Chaitanya uh, Chandra <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Uh, in that same song, uh, Nityananda is described, Lord Nityananda is described as Nityananda Mahajan. You know? And he says that he's opened up this marketplace, right? And one thing that Srila Prabhupada told us was that he preferred that the devotees do not have jobs, that they run their own businesses, so that they can have more time to chant, more time to do the things that, like Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu was saying, to do the things, because otherwise we get distracted. And over a period of time, actually, there are people who are working on this. How do we do that? Because everybody has to have a job so they can have some income, that type of thing. It's practical, right? That's the way things happen. But now there's a shift happening. In fact, uh, in the last set of meetings we had, they've started a new ministry, and the purpose of that ministry is actually to get people to move away from jobs and have their own businesses, earn much more money in much less time. So that the making of the money is not the important part, it's the spending of the money that's the more important part, right? <laughs> have more money to spend and have more time to actually spend it and do the things that we should be doing, which is the chanting, the singing, the dancing, like that. And then the movement can go back to its core again. That was full-time devotees, right? really. Uh, now it's become a movement of part-time devotees and a very few part, full-time devotees, but mostly part-time devotees. We need to go back to the movement of lots of full-time devotees. You know, So all these things are happening and Lord Nityananda is considered like a type of a businessman. You know, He opened up this marketplace where you can get the holy name and he's asking everybody, please come and you know take from this marketplace. So uh, it's a point, but the point that you raised about the fact that we need to do is so important because ultimately unless we do, it remains on a theoretical level. We can't taste, you know. Unless you put that food in the mouth, talking about the food is great, but when you taste it, that's when you say, wow, that was yummy. That was amazing. That's an explosion of, uh, you know, emotions, wonderful emotions, right? Like when you pop a rascula in your mouth or something like that, right? Or simply wonderful, something like that. Thank you very much. It's wonderful. Any other points anybody would like to make? Say, throw it away, throw it away or something. <laughs> yeah. 
It's never gone. The beauty about this ticket is it's an eternal ticket, so you can't lose it. <laughs> Unlike normal tickets you can lose, this one you can't lose. All that happens is that your mind plays games with you and tells you there's something more attractive here and something more attractive there, and then we get distracted. You see what I'm saying? But the soul, once it tastes Krishna consciousness, it will drive a person back to that point again very quickly. It will. And this is why it is important for us to stay in the association of devotees. Because in the association of devotees, that reminder comes very quickly that actually this is the place where I'm actually doing better. The other place wasn't where I was doing better. This is the right place. The material environment wasn't the best environment. The spiritual one is the best. You see what I'm saying? So if we keep that, and even within the association sometimes we lose, don't be too concerned. It's time for... Uh, uh, Arti to start. Thank you, Prabhuji. You can blow the conch. Jai. Sri Nityananda Balaram Ki Jai.